Improvised Weapons features audio from BattleBards.com. BattleBards provides premium music, sound effects, and voices that enhance any tabletop experience. Me tell you no be bad! Squish! And with a BattleBards Prime subscription, you can get access to the entire catalog, as well as tools like soundboards, the mixer, and BattleBards Cast, allowing you to broadcast your audio online across any virtual tabletop service. You can even upload and mix from your private audio library. And with BattleBards Prime, you get a 20% discount on all purchases. Head to BattleBards.com and subscribe to BattleBards Prime using the coupon code IWVTCAST to save some money and let them know who sent you. BattleBards. Take your game to the next level with the greatest tabletop audio library on the material plane. The following is an original, actual play Dungeons & Dragons podcast featuring comedians and improvisers in the great state of Vermont. Welcome to Improvised Weapons. Last time on Improvised Weapons. It is to scale. You're just pointing at random shit. What do I know about Medusas? They never have my name! <laughs> <laughs> Why are you thinking about Yafik right now, Ildav? I want it to make out with itself. I know something you don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and then swiftly swung <gasps> down. <gasps> Doing shadow puppets. Just two-handed activities. There are anti-bards who just say goodbye. Tomes! It, it's the Apple Store of evil research layers. Because mm -hmm. you can't lie when you ask a question. Do you have a tome rental system? He picks up your hand, starts hitting you with it, and says, stop hitting yourself. <laughs> Ever feel like you just can't get enough IWVT? If your answer is yes, then you should check out the Victory Condition Gaming Podcast feed and listen to their Kids on Bikes Improv RPG episodes, specifically titled Slenderback and the Salt Nest Monster. Both episodes were recorded at the Vermont Sci-Fi and Fantasy Expo and feature our very own John Van Luling and Sam Kernett. The folks at VCG are super cool peeps and good friends of the pod, so give them a listen. Now, let's hit it and crit it. Welcome to Improvised Weapons! Last time on the show, Eowyn and Ildov continued traveling through the city of Caneloth, uh, making it deeper and deeper in, finally finding out the location of Science Master Quaylar's lab. Meanwhile, Cassian and Yarfik are fine, and nothing bad happened to them at all. Oh, just kidding, they got each one hand cut off. Science Master Quaylar's threat was not empty, uh, and he very carefully and, and surgically uh, cut a hand off each of them, and then telling them that they were no longer of use to him, essentially dropped them down uh, a corpse hole. Yeah. In a way, that hurt the most. <laughs> yeah, yes. yeah, actually, yeah, that was, that sure. was really the worst part of it. And uh, and that is, is where we pick up. We're going to start off right with Cassian and Yarfik. So uh, you've both been dropped down this hole. You've landed in mud. The light from overhead has, has gone away as they close that hatch over you. And you are now in the, the relative quiet of this chamber. Um, your eyes quickly adjust to the low light. It's not exactly pitch black. 
Are we still gagged? Uh, you are still gagged. Okay. Uh, there seems to be a vein of phosphorescent rock in the walls here, so Cassian, even you can see. Even you. Even, <laughs> even you. Like even the human. Pitiful, weak, weak human. Um, you, uh, you find yourselves in a fairly wide space. Uh, it looks like the building you were just in sits uh, over a cave of some kind. Uh, the space is about 30 feet wide. Looks like there are three offshoot tunnels, each about 10 feet wide, with a small trickle of water in them. Uh, what would you like to do? Uh, I'd like Take to my try gag to off. get my gag off. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, can, uh, you can each one-handedly fumble at the gags, uh, or you can you work together to untie them. One at a time. I, I kind of think we look at each other. And I'm, I want to see if Cassian's ready to trust Yarvik again to do anything. I mean, yeah, I think take a gag off. I, I, I guess I, I hesitate to even say this, but how could you possibly screw that up? <laughs> Famous last word. Now he's going to make us roll. This is bad. <laughs> um, Yarvik ties it tighter and it garrots your head off. Head <laughs> <laughs> half. Oh my god. Yeah, uh, let's let's cooperate. Yeah. Let's cool. So you cooperate, and you don't need to roll anything for that. You are able to get the gags off. Uh, are you doing Cassian first? Yes. So Cassian, uh, the gag is off. You sort of work your jaw out um, as you've been in this gag for a while, and you made it very tight on yourself. Yes. Um, as I'm, I'm telling you, how the hell did he Yeah, do it's this? really, it's my, real my tight. My mouth is still a little numb. I can't totally talk. <laughs> Uh, but then once you are free of yours, you move on and, and undo Yarfix. Uh, before you say anything, do, can you sit for ten minutes here for a second? I just, I, I want to take care of some things. Hold on. And I'm going to start doing prayer appealing on both of us. Okay. And this is going to be at uh, fourth level. Uh, so that's 27 points of healing for both of us. Okay. okay. But it takes 10 minutes. It's a ritual. That's fine. So you, you sort of sit there for 10 minutes mumbling the the ritual words. Uh, this is also the first time you're casting a spell with only one hand. Yeah. So you're Stump finding that you're you're stumbling a little bit in things. You have to sort of adjust what you're doing. You're still able to cast the spell. Right. But this is the first sort of real realization that you have that things are different now. Uh, but you cast it, and you both feel that, that radiant healing pass through your bodies. Mm-hmm. Now what? Well, that uh, that didn't go the best that it could have possibly gone. Hmm. I'll, I'll admit I'm a little stumped here, Yarfik. <laughs> That's just... <laughs> Yarfik chuckles a little bit just at the things like... Oh, Hold on, we need to appreciate yeah. that. Yeah. That was... <laughs> Oh man, that was wow. great. Okay, sorry, wow. John. Go Not ahead. even on purpose. No, I, I, part of that, <laughs> as part of that, Yarfik chuckles a little bit, going, uh, "Cassian, some gallows humor for yeah. you." Yeah. You, you, Cassian, you leave me in stitches. You really do. <laughs> wah, wah. Uh, yeah, you, do, I, you, you don't have to say anything. I, I know what I did, and I don't. I don't apologize for what I did, but I, I no? certainly. Okay. I'm cer- well, no, that's but a creative take on it. I certainly, certainly uh, apologize for what happened to you because of it, and uh, I will do everything I can to rectify that situation. Well, uh, I appreciate that half of what you said, I guess. I I think we should maybe re-examine a little bit the whole killing helpless prisoners policy. I think maybe we could treat this as like a wake-up call, but um, that's that's fine, I suppose. is there a way like does this go on forever or is it just an open cavern that just kind of sits like this so you're, it's, else it's like a, a 30 foot wide cavern with three offshoot tunnels okay and there's no one else there's in tunnels here. you haven't looked around is there anything else or anyone else in the cavern yeah I'm looking around roll uh, investigation to inspect your surroundings six 18 uh, so as you look around um, you don't see anyone else um, but you do see footprints so you are not the first people to be sent down here. Cassian, uh, as you you look around, you sort of see the footprints, um, and you start glancing up farther at the walls and at the tunnels. You, uh, you begin to also hear something. You hear this sort of like labored breathing 
and it takes you a moment to realize that it's not coming from either of you. You look sort of for the source of the sound, and you see just this slight glint of light off what looks like eyes in the mouth of one of the tunnels. I look over and peer at it, and I just sort of say, Well, welcome. Uh, Who's there? And the light briefly disappears and reappears. Can I see more of this, or...? Uh, now that he's pointed it out to you, you can you can see it as well. Can I um, the dark vision isn't really aiding you um, at all in this uh, because of the the sort of low light from the phosphorescent rock in the walls. Mm-hmm. You guys are pretty much on equal footing for what you can see, okay. but you do see that there's just two little pinpricks of reflected light that look like eyes disappear briefly and reappear, probably blinking. It's a rancor. <laughs> <laughs> I say, um, we, I don't know who you are, but we don't mean you any harm. I'm not even certain we'd be capable of inflicting any, even if we did want to. And I, I sort of hold out my hand, like, flat open in front of me, like, in the gesture of, like, hey, I'm just kind of, I'm just here, not trying to do any attacks on anybody. Okay, so you hold out your right hand. Yeah. And I hold up both of yes. my hands as if, like, you know, like, don't, but obviously forgetting I have a stump, so it's stump and... So st- stump and hand? But okay. not out, like up. Just like yeah. Hand. Non-threatening. Yeah. So uh, as you do that, those that those pinpricks of light uh, begin to move closer. And uh, to each other? <laughs> <laughs> yes, they, they move closer, <laughs> and then they explode. <laughs> uh, no, they uh, together, the they cat. stay the same distance apart, but right. they move closer to the two of you. So right. it's, not, it's not the Cheshire Cat. No, it is not the Cheshire Cat. Okay. Um, so they move closer to you, uh, and as they get uh, closer and closer, they sort of move into the light, and you can see now uh, that they are indeed eyes, and uh, there are actually two pairs of them. There are two creatures standing in front of you that can only be described as grisly amalgamations of humanoid body parts. Only. Whoa. That's Give the only shot. way to describe them nope, another way. There's no other words. That's it. <laughs> uh, each of them standing seven feet tall are the correct sort of bipedal humanoid shape, but every limb seems to be from a different person. Mm. Uh, the heads and torsos of these creatures are equally sort of grab bags of flesh, all stitched together. Uh, it looks like Anything these creatures uh, have two of came from different beings. So even even like their each of their legs are are from separate creatures, um, giving them this sort of conspicuously asymmetrical stance. Nipples? Uh, they're each from different creatures. <laughs> yeah. ooh, ooh, okay. <laughs> these guys really went up. They, they they're like very dedicated yeah. to this yeah. whole. Yeah. No totally asymmetrical nips. Yeah. And uh, they walk towards you haltingly, given that their legs are each slightly different lengths, and they slowly approach you. They they walk just sort of to like this five foot distance. They're not moving particularly quickly. They don't look. They're not acting menacingly, and they just sort of like one of them points to uh, Yarfik to your stump, mm. and and like reaches out as if trying to touch it. And I pull back a little bit, but I'm still kind of sensitive. Okay, and it, it, like, pulls back as well, but then it sort of touches its chest and, like, with one of its fingers sort of uh, roughly traces down one of the stitch marks on it and then points at you. I nod. I nod a bit. I don't know exactly what you're saying, but yeah. And it it nods as well. I say, can you understand us? And it, it looks at you, Cassian, when you speak, and it it nods. But you can't speak? And it, it nods again. Different nod. It's not just still mm. nodding. If ever we needed right, right. Ildov at this point. Uh, I say, um, how long have you been... D- well, that's a complicated question. Can you... Is there, is there any place in here that leads elsewhere? They look down, and each of them, forgive me, offers you a hand uh, <laughs> to help you up off the... the just ground. what I needed. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, another hand. That's great. Yeah, yeah I, I uh, it, yeah. accept its help. Okay. So they they help you up, and then they each sort of just like reassuringly squeeze your hands, 
Like they they seem to be acting very compassionately towards you. Mm-hmm. Um, are, are there others of you down here? They sort of look at you and it's probably a smile. It's hard to tell because of how stitched together they are and like it's It's like different mouths and stuff like that. Yeah, it's like two different lips. A, a different it's, lip yeah. from each creature. Yeah. yeah. Um Except the teeth from the creature that has the top lip are on the bottom. Yeah, 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 it's it's a whole to do. Uh, it's a they're like Picassos, but they they each sort of like Picasso squeeze your hand uh, reassuringly. Uh, they look at you and again they sort of like nod and smile, and then still holding your hands, they begin walking towards the tunnel they came from. I follow. I guess we're going they're, on an adventure. Going. Yeah, walking along down this tunnel, they lead you down the tunnel sort of winds a little bit but it's it's always about 10 feet wide it's never particularly claustrophobic uh until they get to this like offshoot bit um that upon even just a glance looks like it was dug out by hand thanks i that's just how they did it they didn't (laughs) use their feet okay and they sort of like not not corral you in, but like motion that you should go in there. Thank you. That, if, uh, yes, definitely. I'll, I'll walk in. Okay. And as you walk in, uh, you can look around. You can see that. I mean, this is a cubby hole practically. It's very it's small, but uh, given that each of these creatures are like seven feet tall, the two of you can fit in there a little more comfortably. And there are two uh, like dirt mounds inside that that kind of look like an approximation of beds. I guess they're, they're giving us a place to sleep for the evening. Okay, well, I, I feel like we should explore a little bit more before we start to... Uh, I, th- I think so, too. Nodding you, off. Can you give me one moment here first? Well, of course. And I'm going to kneel down and send ascending to Eowyn. Okay. And I'm going to say... Going to Master Quayla. <laughs> we fought Master Quayla and lost... Cassie and I are alive under his building. We found new friends. Help. Eowyn, you can respond. While she's thinking of the response, I'm looking at, at Yarfik and I'm saying, are you sure you want to tell them to come here? I can't say anything. Well, no, I can't. Yes, we need their help. We can't get out our, on our own. I've already proven that. I've, I'm a liability. We need that help. All right. Well, let's not, uh, let's not spend too much time recriminating ourselves or, or, or talking ourselves down. I, Cassie, I, I'm I still be... place you in the asset column. You're way too Mostly po- the ass part. Yeah. When, when <laughs> I mean, what an asset when it is. When he says that, honestly, Yarfik gives him a big hug. Yeah. And he kind of cries a little bit because he knows he, he – in his mind, he's like, I just basically like lost another friend. I've made, I've made an ass myself again. Meanwhile, yeah, Eowyn turns to oh, Ildorf yeah. and is like, I can't believe he just said they got new friends. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Good for them. Uh, okay, I respond. Uh, good to know. On our way. Thought you said you escaped last time. <laughs> Coming to you dressed as cultists. Radical. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Eowyn's in good spirits. Uh, she uh, said radical at the end of our message. That's good. That's good. Um, but I just, I, I want to clear the air here. Uh, um, before, did you, did you, know, you let something happen? Or? I mean, I've been a little gassy all day. No. Um, <laughs> I'm obviously not happy about what happened. And I I, I think we, we could maybe all sort of collectively take it as a, a lesson about, you know, not pushing our luck and sort of, you know, taking taking advantage of opportunities when they present themselves, but um, you know, it's it's not uh, the reason we're down here at all is because you know I sort of convinced us to charge in without a without a, a very much of a plan. Cassian, so I can sympathize. Cassian, you were right when you first said this is not a time for a pity party. We'll we'll assign blame later as we get to it. Right now, we need to make sure we take care of this, get back to our friends, and end this. Because I'm sick and tired of being beat up by snake bros in freaking robes. They're disgusting. Oh, I agree. Payback when it comes is going to be extremely satisfying. Well, let's start on our way to being uh, more payback. Sure, let's uh, explore our surroundings and see what we can do down here. Agreed. 
So while you are, uh, while you're sending the sending, waiting for the response, having this conversation, uh, one of these creatures that you've, you've these like yeah, the Picasso bros, golems made of flesh, that led you in here, uh, sort of like goes to a a cubby in the wall, reaches in, and uh, and then comes back over to you and and hands each of you a half a rat. Thank so you. a half a rat for each of you. Thank you. And then Thanks. sort of like like once once it leaves its hands, it like mimes motions of like like eating, like <laughs> like holding its hand up and like like exaggerated chewing, like um um um. Before I do it, how if you can write or like make a mark on the dirt in the ground, how many of there are you down here? It looks at you, like cocks its head a little bit, and then just shrugs. So I make like a, I draw one, two, and I point to us two, three, four, point to those two. Any more? So it sort of looks down at the ground and it starts, it like draws one line and then it draws another line. Oh, it's drawing a penis. Oh, come on. (laughs) And it draws two balls. Well, at least, you know, it's not asymmetrical. Yeah. While um, it's doing this, I'm looking cursed. for like a potted plant to surreptitiously scrape my rat into. <laughs> You're welcome for the distraction, Cassian. But uh, no, it draws it draws one line, it draws another line, and then it points at itself and it points at, at its companion. And then it draws another line and it draws another line and it points at you and it points at Cassian. Mm-hmm. And then it looks up at you again with that like grisly smile. But that's all. So there's four of us. So just us. Okay. I ask it, uh, do you have anything uh, down here aside from these rats? I'm just curious. I'm gonna gonna sort of take a take a real long shot on this. Do you have any um, string or wood or fleece or licorice root by any chance? That's the one that piques their interest. The yeah, yeah, root. for sure. Because they've had some bad sore throats here. I mean, they need to make that tea and drink it down. They only have black licorice root. Ooh, yuck. No, <laughs> um, they, they sort of look around and, uh, like, they look at each other as if as if trying to, to reason through the question. And then one of them points at the other one and points at the, the string that is stitched, like, that oh, the body parts yeah. are stitched up with. Interesting. And just sort of like traces down it on the other one's chest and then looks at you, cocks its head. Right. Not what I meant, but I mean, I love the outside the box thinking. Uh, uh, how about fur or feathers um, from from any kind of animals or anything like that? Uh, or there's, there's a rat in your hand. Yeah, there is a rat. That's yeah. true. There is a rat. There is a rat. Uh, yep. That's that's a great point. I'm, so I'm just trying to figure out... Uh, if there's any, because a couple of the spells that I have have pretty simple material components, um, and I just want to see because I don't have my focus with me, so I want to like try and scrape together the materials if I can. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, uh, I mean, right, they, well, they, there are rats, and with that you can extrapolate and and you know figure out if there are rats down here. There, that means that the things that rats eat are also down right. here. Mm, pizzas um, and since it's not <laughs> crawling yep yeah, pizzas there are definitely pizzas yeah. naturally occurring pizza <laughs> naturally occurring pizza <laughs> from um, the pizza it grows out of the walls right? it's like a fungus yep um, the uh, but yeah if there are rats down here there's definitely the things they eat there's also since the place isn't like crawling with rats there are probably things down here that eat rats right possibly right. besides these two okay so I'm just gonna keep my eyes peeled for for those those things that I named, any uh, also any like flakes of mica, you know, just just kind of trying to, to make the best of where we're at. Okay. Uh, could you show us around? We're not as tired as we think. Could you show us the other tunnels that are down here? We'd like to know where we are. How tired do you think you are? Yeah, we're Exhausted. not exhausted. <laughs> I'm, I'm saying. I'm literally <laughs> saying that. Plus, I just healed us both. So. Yeah, but if I start like, from first principles and reason my way to how tired I am. <laughs> Um, they, they say, they like nod their heads again and, um, they, uh, they walk out of this like cubby hole that they brought you to. Uh, Yarfik, what did you do with your rat half? I still have it. You still have it? Okay. Yeah, I haven't got rid of it yet. He's fashioned a handbag. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I made yeah, myself I actually one am hanging on. It's actually a mitten for my, for my stump in case it gets cold. <laughs> I'm hanging on to my rat just in case it comes in handy. 
candy. Cool. So you took it out of the potted plant. You scraped it into. Yes. Yeah. I felt bad. Not good enough. Yeah. So I sent out a potted plant. Yes. This is useless to me now. I've cut off its right branch, so I can do nothing more with it. So they uh, they lead you out of this sort of cubby hole and continue walking in the uh, direction that that you were traveling to get to the cubby hole which is, is sort of like a, a, a roughly upward gradient. It's not a super steep climb by any stretch. And as you're walking around, Cassian, did you communicate to Yarfik that you're looking for material components for spells? Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, so uh, Yarfik, guess what you get to use? What? Your stone cunning. Yay! <laughs> so I have to roll a history check, right? Yep. That is a 14. With a 14, um, as you are walking down this tunnel, you do come across uh, some rockier deposits in in the sort of dirt and in mud, um, and you do and you see some uh, some fool's gold, otherwise known as mica. Oh, I very nice. Down, I reach down with one hand. I try to dig dig around it and get it out. It's actually it's up like in the on the wall, not not in the ground. Is it higher than I can reach? No, no, no. Okay. You can still reach it. So I'm gonna try to take some out with my hand if I can. Yep. Um, so you sort of dig it out roughly with your hand, and it's just sort of like on this uh, larger piece of, of rock uh, that's embedded in the dirt. So you're able to get it out, and you hand it to no, Cassian. No, I don't. I said, Cassian, catch! And I throw it to him. <laughs> you catch uh, with the I, wrong hand. It just like yeah, it just bounces <laughs> off my stump oh, and hits. Well, you it either bounces off your stump or it hits your rat. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I put my rat down to scrape that out, so I pick it back up. Thanks. Um, Sorry. Yeah, all right. Force so I'm going to that away. No, no, this is good. I can cast Shatter with this. Or, sorry, uh, Vibrato, which is what Cassian calls Shatter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's when you go in your higher register, isn't it? Yes. Okay. Um, so yeah, so uh, if we find any fine sand, like very fine sand, I can use that for sleep, by the way. Sleeping spell. Okay. Um, so uh, Yarfik will be on the lookout for that. As of right now, you don't see any sand. It's mostly, uh, it's more dirt and mud. Right. Um, but you do have that that bit of mica, um, and you do see that there are various like roots from plants that are sort of dropped down from the ceiling above. Um, none of them look like licorice. Um, <laughs> okay. Oh, there are some vines, red vines. Yeah, there yeah. are some red vines. <laughs> 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 okay. So as you are uh, walking through. They bring you to this uh, through this tunnel, and you get to another sort of open cavern. And they they look at you, and they they sort of start like miming again. It, it's become clear at this point that they can't speak. Um, <laughs> but they they look at you, and they like point to each of you, and then they like make like a walking motion on their movie. hand. So it's a movie. It's two syllables. Yeah. <laughs> is, it, is it the help? Yeah. No, no, no. It's uh, The Rock. Ah, I knew it. was close. It was close. Um, uh, but they're both by Michael Bay. So yeah, know. exactly. God, Michael Bay's version of The Help would be... <laughs> Not the <laughs> would be unwatchable. Would be very Wait, can, can our episode title please be Michael Bay's The, the Help? Help? Yeah, sure. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> um. But anyway, they they make a motion of like they point to the two of you and then like walking on on one of their hands, so like oh two of you God. trying to get, and then they point like up. The two of you are are walking to get up. And yes. They're sort of looking at you yes. like it's a question. Yes. 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 We are. We'd love to get up if we can. So at the mouth of this cavern, they um, they they like nod again, and then they they point at the the opposite end of it. And this cavern is larger. It's like 60 feet across. And they point, and you can see there's a tunnel on the opposite, and uh, there's no, like, light or anything in particular. There's still that sort of phosphorescent rock in the wall, so you can see, but you don't see, like, a light at the end of the tunnel. But they, they point across as if to say, like, that's where you have to go, but then they, sort of, they also, like, put out their hands to stop you from moving. Okay. Um, let's get some perception checks. Nat 1. Oh God! Uh, fifteen. Uh, Yarfik, you don't you don't see this because the area you're in, there's sort of like there's a lip uh, on the. Uh, <laughs> I need a box. <laughs> it's just hard to see down over it. Uh, but Cassian, <laughs> since you're taller, you can see down over it, and between 
you and the tunnel on the opposite side are these large, uh, they look like grubs. Um, and when I say large, I mean they are the size of Cassian. And Whoa. they are currently crawling over what looks like a pile of bones and viscera. Whoa. That uh, when you look up, you can see the evidence of sort of another one of those, like, hatches of corpse holes for how mm. you got down here. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and it looks like this may be a place where they dispose of parts. This is what they were talking about. Yeah, I'm about. getting that impression. Well, this is what they probably were talking about when they said you want us to feed them to the, the not the basilisk. Naga. The Naga, yes. But that's what you see. So obviously, like, these things are between you and Freedom. the exit. Uh, they can't get up to where you are, it doesn't look like. Um, so you're safe for the moment, but you'll have to figure out a way past them. I've got some thoughts. How far across did you say it is? 60 feet. And is it like, it, is it just like a complete like pit between us and them is there any sort of like narrow edges of stone around the side or like any anything else bridging the gap so there's no uh there's no like uh narrow cliff that you could edge your way across uh the walls are like just dirt and rock so you could feasibly try to like make your way across it'd be hard to do mm-hmm. it without A the hand. aid of like two hands on each of yep. you yep yep that would be tricky um but uh okay yeah. now other question how far down was the hatch that we were thrown through 30 feet okay so i i turn to yarfik and i say we've got i guess two options here as i see it mm-hmm. we can try and get across this pit now and go up to the surface through that tunnel if we can somehow make our way past these maggots uh, and whatever the Naga might be, if that's here. Or we can rest and recover our magical abilities, uh, at which point I can use Dimension Door again uh, to either get us across this pit or even just right back up into the laboratory if we think we can find a moment when Quayalar is not there. Well, for that we'd ha- we'd have to be able to hear him, and I think that's you know that stone slab. But we won't be able to know if he's in there or not. But I like that idea of going up there because we'd be closer to our equipment at that point. Which right, kind it's of- a gambit. But if we can take them by surprise and we have all our spells, maybe I don't know. We need to rest, no matter what. We are dead tired. I I vote for rest at this point. There's no way we could get across that as we are right now. The two okay. flesh golems Fair. are are like watching you and listening to you and as soon as they can sort of catch your eye they make these motions of like of holding their hands like they're like they're holding a sandwich or something and lifting it up to their mouths and like <laughs> pointing at your rats and being and just being right like, uh, eat yes. Cassian the nice thing that yes, I can do before you. we go to bed is mm-hmm. I can create food and water so we can actually eat okay. real food if you'd like <laughs> I would you know what I would love that I don't want to insult these guys but maybe I can sort of sleight of hand it and like pretend to eat. I that. create <laughs> forty-five pounds of food. I don't think you can slide a hand the entire thing. No, he's gonna slide no, a hand no. eating the rat in addition. <laughs> I'm gonna, you, so you thought what I meant was that I was going to <laughs> pretend to eat the food that you made, but really eat the rat. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's what you got from I, that. <laughs> it's, it's just protocol. You want to make sure that, that your guests, your, your hosts, see that you eat their food. I, I know how this works. In, uh, he's just he's just trying to protect Yarfix feelings. <laughs> Right, which is why I'm telling him that's what I'm doing. In all honesty, you know, I I am used to in most noble settings having to eat something that is disgusting before having a regular meal as you meet new dignitaries. It's what it is. I'm used to this. I know you're a nobleman. Oh yeah. Oh. I. How have you not known that the entire I you time? You're an exiled dude. Whatever. I'm an exile from a noble family. Oh. I am the, the son of a the chieftain. Okay. Yep. That's why Arthur and I get along so well. We're right. both blue bloods. Right, 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 right. right. <laughs> I mean, you should be used to this as well, Cassian. You, you eat the food you're not really keen on, and then you eat the rest of the food that you love. Oh, no, of course. All the banquets and, you know, uh, dignitaries that a, a noble person... So, uh, yeah, let's go back to our accommodations. Let's eat the rat, and then I'll make us some food. And I turned to the two, 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 it's like, would you mind, you know, you've been so hospital- hospitable to us. We, we really appreciate it. The rat is definitely good, but how long has it been since you have had some other food than rat? They sort of, like, scratch their chins and then shrug. 
Would you mind if I made us a bit of a meal, a banquet to thank you for taking care of us? They also, they again, like, shrug and nod, like, okay. Let's go back to our uh, hovel there. And yeah, let's I'll... do it back in the dirt yeah, room. So we'll go back to the dirt room and then I'll make, giant. I'll cast, uh, create food and water. Okay. Um, so you head back to the, their little cubby hole and you cast create food and water. Uh, so it was 45 pounds. 45 pounds and 30 gallons of water. Yep. Um, All right. What does the water appear in? I've, I've never, I don't think we've ever, like... No, so we have the cistern It was when it was up there. So basically, there's no. I don't create anything to, to hold the water from making water, but I, can, I don't have to make that much water. I can make a little bit here and there. and kind of Okay. Like, so I can make it appear into my hands, and I can slurp it, and same with all of them if I wanted to. Or I can do just 30 gallons on the floor if you'd like me to. Oh, I was hoping it would appear it's just, like, in, like, translucent rinds. Like, it's like it's just big fruits that are just water or something like that. You mean watermelons? <laughs> I mean, I was picturing something more fantastical, but sure, we could we'll, do a watermelon. Uh, we'll say that you you summon, uh, you know, amongst the food is a lot of coconut, mm, and they're nice. all filled with water. Okay, perfect. So yeah, so you you summon all of this food, and the the two flesh golems are like. Is uh, is any what? of it um, licorice roots by any chance? I would I would have probably <laughs> tried to make licorice roots. I mean, you can certainly try and summon some licorice root. Remember that it's got a twenty four twenty four hour Life's time spring. limit on it. Okay. Uh, so you'd have to use it within a day. Um, okay, still, still might help. And some, obviously, some uh, foods that are my components for my spells as well. I'll probably make as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but you all have a lovely meal. You gorge yourselves. Uh, drink a whole bunch of water. You feel much better. Um, and then you sort of lay down on those dirt mounds, and the two of you go to sleep. Uh, Yarfik is going to stay, I mean, not that I don't trust the golems or anything else, but Yarfik's going to stay up and watch, and like do a watch for Cassian so he can sleep and hopefully have him do the same for him. Okay, okay. Uh, meanwhile, we'll switch over to Eowyn and Ildov. So you've just left the uh, garrison research station. The tome depository. Um, and you now have your directions <laughs> of where you need to go, and from the scouting you did from the top of that tall tower, uh, you know exactly where this building is that you are heading towards. Um, so you... Move closer to the lake. Uh, the area to the west by that river and lake, uh, it seems to have been taken over by these snake hybrid creatures. While the road itself is dominated by cart tracks and footprints, off the path here you can see many footprints and many slither paths. When the water... The what was that? When does, he, when does she get the sending? Um, uh, probably like right after you guys left the garrison building, so when you're still okay. on the path. Mm. Uh, so this is post-sending. Uh, now you're closer to the water, and you can see the, the water itself, both the lake and the river, are bounded by sickly-looking swamp reeds. And at regular intervals, you can see these lumpy mounds of mud and grass. Let's get an investigation check. From both of us? From Yes, from both of you. Uh, Ildov is a plus two. one. Plus one. 16. 12. So uh, in looking out over everything, you're, you're both trying very carefully to keep the, uh, the disguise up at, 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 uh, at all times. Uh, you do not want to be found out, especially not in these surroundings. This Mm-mm. looks a little more dire, and you've both seen what these creatures are capable of. But what Ildov uh, notices and points out to Eowyn is that there seem to be three distinct casts of the snake bros here. There are the mostly humanoid ones uh, that just have the snake heads, uh, and they seem to be performing a lot of like manual labor-y kind of tasks. They're sort of building those mud mounds. They're refitting some stone buildings. They're like knocking some down and dragging the slabs out and placing them what looks like strategically, but you're not sure why. Um, there are the snake on bottom, human on top bros, who seem to be acting as guards slash overseers. They're like patrolling a lot, and it looks like they're giving direction. And then there's another group that you've not seen before. And these are giant snakes. They're thick around as your thigh, each one easily over 25 feet long. Oh my god. And they have humanoid heads. So essentially the opposite version of the initial snake bros that have snake heads and human bodies. These are snake bodies with human heads. Does anyone recognize it from the battle we had at the gate? Because that was what was inside the tent? No, what was inside the tent was a humanoid upper body and a snake lower body. This is full snake body human head. Okay. 
or humanoid like head. Like fully human head or like like in like humany lizardy head. Uh humanoid-ish head. Um, okay. Uh, they are very grotesque in appearance. It seems that whatever process is used to create these deforms the skull. The skin is very stretched and drawn. The mouth protrudes slightly, showing those prong-like fangs and a long forked tongue. Um, and these creatures seem to stay mostly near the mud mounds by the um, by the water, uh, though some can be seen coiled up on those stone slabs that the... Uh, the lesser snake bros were laying out. Oh, this is disturbing. I, I think we, we probably should move on. We, we should shouldn't continue stay, to walk. stay too long. My goodness. So as the two of you continue on, eventually you approach the bridge mm-hmm. um, that you can see on the map there. This is the closest you've gotten to all of this snake-like activity so far. And there are uh, snake bros milling about at the bridge. Um, do you want to do anything differently, or are you just going to keep going with what you guys are... Have we seen any other cultists walk across the bridge? You have. What did they do? Um, so that uh, that sort of regiment of ten soldiers that you saw leaving the training ground, uh, they, they kept going while you went into that research station, mm-hmm. and you could see them. Uh, they were probably like five to six hundred feet ahead of you or so. You didn't spend very much time there. They uh, walked up to the bridge. They stopped in front of it. Um, they, like, saluted to... or. You kind of call it saluting. It's not a salute in the way that we know saluting mm-hmm. to be. Mm-hmm. Um, it's sort of like lifting your your left hand and like uh, putting it around your eye as if it was like half a binocular. Mm-hmm. Um, the evil eye. Which seems to be their approximation of salute. But they do that to uh, the, the snake bros that are at the uh, the bridge and then they let them cross. I suppose we should do the same thing. I'm right there with yep. you. So okay. we stop at the bridge. So I am going to ask for performance checks from each of you. You could not see this from the front. Yeah. So uh, she's a plus eight to performance. Oh, Jesus. I'm a negative two. Eight. Uh, Thirteen. Wow, you guys are not rolling well today. Yeah. Nope. Um, So you uh, step to the bridge, and there is one of the uh, uh, snake bottom humanoid top bros. And, yeah, you both, like, do the upside-down, like, fake aviator (laughs) goggle thing. And it sort of looks at you, and and, uh, it nods and, like, waves you (laughs) (laughs) off. Did not roll well either. Nope, that was a two. That's so funny. (laughs) That was was easy. That was easy. Yeah, great. Uh, But, yeah, so it nods and and just waves you on. Yeah. uh, So you can go over the bridge. Great. Um, We're going to do that again. (laughs) Now we're so confident that it's the upside down thing. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. And you you move over the bridge, and that's all of the... The, the the little the soft sound of the water moving and the more cacophonous sound of like all of the hissing the snakes seem to have like a very hiss based language mm. um, but you uh, you travel and and make it across the bridge uh, there are still more snake folk on this side uh, there are more of those mud mounds being built uh, more of those large human headed snakes uh, curled around them. This needs, uh, this needs they look a lot like um, like nests. Mm. Um, I feel like we're walking into a lion's den, just with a mouth agape. You know, these, these aren't lions. Yes, I get it's it's a <laughs> metaphor. Oh, and we're walking. <laughs> yes, and you walk, and you walk, and you walk. Uh, this is you've you've traveled about five miles now from the entrance to Caneloth to where you are at the bridge. And as you continue on about a half mile further, the ground sort of re-solidifies. It's no longer got that muddiness to it. It's back to, to solid rock. Not much else is particularly different, save that now to your right looms the mesa. And about... Uh, that's actually correct. I, I corrected myself before I said it. I <laughs> have it written down good, as good, left good, in good, my good, notes. Good. Um, <laughs> and to your right looms the mesa, and about a mile ahead of you, you can see that large building. Okay. I'm going to start specifically to look for any sort of thing that might look like an entrance to an underground area. 
because okay. they would they told me they're underground yeah. now i don't see the need to go inside the building if we don't have to meet any people makes sense to me yeah okay I'll, I'll, i will assist so roll perception each of you plus two plus three plus two uh Oh, that was cocked on my fourteen. Pencil. Eleven plus my perception is five, so seventeen. Seventeen and fourteen. Fourteen. Okay. Um, as you're looking around, um, there there isn't a lot of like you don't see a lot of cave mouths. This place isn't rife with the mouths of caves. Um, <coughs> it's more like the side Out of the mouths of, of caves. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I feel like we're looking at cheeks of. It would also be a really good episode title if we hadn't already come up with Michael Bay's The Help. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, <laughs> Out of the mouths of caves. Uh, but uh, so you don't you don't see like it's not easy to find something. Mm-hmm. Um, but what you do see is that there is sort of this like uh, collection of buildings here that once again looks like housing Mm -hmm. um these buildings are a little more well cared for a little cleaner they look more lived in the these are like abutting the the large building but there is actually let me see the map real quick i need to double check and make sure that my directions are correct because i'm clearly an idiot uh yeah (laughs) there we go cool um so uh but just before those uh so the 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 road you're on sort of like loops uh Mm -hmm. past this sort of uh rise uh and then goes up around it to go up to the building um you do see evidence of like trickling water coming out from the base of that rise Mm -hmm. um and there is some evidence of like rock fall so there could be something down there shall we explore i say that's our best bet let's go down to the bottom of that rise so you uh you bushwhack uh, there's no bushes, but right. you you go. But I still off-road. am swinging a machete. Yes, of course. <laughs> we're, we're mud whacking. You go off road. Mud whacking sounds awful. It sounds weird. I don't like it. <laughs> it is really something to see all of Eowyn's hair jammed underneath a pith helmet. Yeah, yeah. It's just like flowing <laughs> off the sides. <laughs> I've got a twirly mustache and a monocle. And yeah. <laughs> and you always just ha yeah ha ha. Uh, but you go off road. You sort of take a look around first to make sure no one sees you. We're very doing lucky this. that Yildaf has a nice chassis. So she goes four by four pretty easily. Yeah, you both crab walk the whole way. <laughs> uh, but you uh, you walk over, and it's uh, I mean it's a, it's a healthy distance to get there. Uh, but you do eventually make it. There's not evidence of a lot of other footprints or anything in the area. And at least no walking slithers. that direction, no slithers. Uh, once you get to the base, you do see evidence of footprint uh, footprints footprints uh, around. <laughs> the base of the the cliff itself heavily around where all of these like rocks are piled onto this thing it looks less like a rock fall up close and more like something that was like purposely Uh rocked Mm -hmm. up um let's rock it down and maybe roll on in rock it down roll on in uh, uh, ruin the days of these cultists okay um I'm trying to find. Uh, I'm looking for ways to do this not loudly. I mean, do we know if there's any? Do we think there's a, a cave behind it? I mean, there's water coming out of it, and it looks as though creatures or humans or people stacked these rocks specifically here. So, well, if you, if you want, I mean, yeah, it's a high level spell, but I can get us right through. I can dimension dimension doors right. We through. don't know if. I mean, true, but we don't know the exact dimensions of the opening of the cave. So we might just dimension door ourselves into rock you know what i mean it's, it's so very true we don't know how deep this pile goes so we should be clearing them away well, i can't do anything else to, to quiet your spell that's the problem uh, okay that's all right um how, how big are the rocks uh they vary in size some of them are like small pebbles some of them are the size of your fist some of them are the size of your head would mold earth do anything uh yeah. mold earth wouldn't do anything to the rocks it would do stuff to the dirt. You could, you could. Oh, Ildov, I say, why don't you mold the dirt under the rocks to create a pit, and they fall into the pit? That could work. I'll, I'll get to start to do that right now. Why don't you give it a give it a shot? Give it to the so the okay. old Ildov try. Mold some earth underneath and try to like just lay it down so that the the top level comes down enough that we can get over it. So uh, Ildov uses mold earth to um, sort of like dig a, a five foot pit under where the rocks are. 
and uh, and they uh, she does that. The, it's it seems to be like dirt underneath, so it, there's no resistance or anything. And the rocks fall uh, loudly, and you it takes you probably like five castings to sort of get them all out of the way because they keep shifting in weird ways as they fall down. Mm-hmm. Are you keeping uh, an eye out for people in the room? I'm like I'm I'm keeping an eye out to see if anybody comes around. Uh, roll perception. Uh, also. Ildov, maybe now's a good time to cast Invisibility on both of us. Uh, can I do them both? Yes. You'd have to cast it twice. I oh, believe. I thought she could. One plus one spell level creature invisible. So oh, no, yeah. Uh, well, what level so spell is it? Cast it. Level spell. Oh, yeah, Warlocks sure. always cast at max level. Yes, they do always cast at max level. I just wanted to make sure it wasn't a max level spell for her already. because they should no. roll what? Oh, oh. Roll Perception. Perception. For the um, nine, while, while 19. Doing it, I will turn around invisible. Okay. 19? Mm-hmm. Okay. What's the word for invisibility? I forget. Go, uh, uh, go. You can't see me no more. <laughs> I don't remember. It was something like that. Yeah, no. Peekaboo. <laughs> you can't see me no more. Okay. <laughs> um, so, uh, Ildov casts invisibility as Eowyn is keeping a lookout. Um, and with all of the noise, uh, Eowyn, you do see up at the top of the cliff, uh, a head sort of pops over and looks down, sees that all the stones have moved, and then disappears over the the, the lip. But they didn't see us. No, they we, might have thought it was a natural cascading of the rock. We might want to get inside quickly, or we might wait, want to wait for them to see if they come by. Right, of course. No, I think we should just go. Let's get inside. Yes. Okay. The sooner we meet up with Yafik and Cassian, the better. So you go in, yeah. um, and you can both see just fine. Because mm-hmm. it's dark. Yes, I can! Dark <laughs> vision. Yes, we can. So you uh, you go in, and the um, this particular part of the tunnel, it looks like it's it's pretty slim it's only like five feet wide or so so it's definitely a single file Yo, travel kind of thing of, of stuff. yeah yeah you guys love this it's very reminiscent of what you uh saw in the bloodied maw mm-hmm. um except that there is uh lichen and other life in here very cool um, so you can you can determine there's probably not a gelatinous cube waiting for you great that's awesome um, but you travel through, and there's sort of this steady trickle of water coming down, same as you saw coming out from under the stones. Um, this is you... the 30 gallons of water that Yarfit yeah. created. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And you, uh, you walk and walk and walk, and then you come to a fork. Not a physical mm. tined fork, but two pathways. Do we see any tracks on the ground or anything that would have led in either one? Uh, so roll investigation. 11. Uh, ten. Not really. They they look pretty similar. They both have a trickle of water coming down. You do no, start. You're starting to notice this like phosphorescent rock in the walls, um, but it's on both sides. Uh, hmm. Which way are they? Uh, one uh, one goes sort of off to the left. One goes sort of off to the right. Well, we've it's a coin flip, and I don't want to separate. I don't either. Uh, we've had a lot of luck going right before, at least on this trip. Okay. I mean, <laughs> Good a reason as any. <laughs> I mean, although I have to check, I have to check to see which my left and my right is. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> Remember, everybody, you can't go wrong when you go right. Yeah. Okay. We go right. All right. Uh, yep. Let's try it. Off to the right. Certainly again. can't go wrong when you go right to Henderson's rope and buy rope. <laughs> <laughs> Henderson's. It's rope. <laughs> Henderson's. You thought the bit was over. All Henderson's. Right. The right rope. <laughs> Welcome back to rope talk. Yeah. <laughs> oh no! What did we come up with? Rope theory. That rope was the name. Theory. Of it. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you uh, you choose the right pathway, and you we chose uh, the correct one. Mm-hmm. You go down that one, and uh, you fall into a bottomless pit. No! Pain <laughs> <laughs> <Get Vane> over. <laughs> uh, no, it it it's just a, a it's a normal pathway, no pits. You. Uh, walk and walk and walk, and it's sort of it's circuitous. It, it like doesn't turn back on itself, but it seems to sort of like twist around. There's really no rhyme or reason to how this this tunnel travels. Does it look naturally formed or like kind of um, like man-made? Um, it doesn't look uh, man-made. Uh, there's no evidence of of that. It does look like it might have been dug by a creature of some kind, okay. but you don't get the feeling that this was like a like a. It's not like a mine shaft or anything. Yafik and Cassian both, they said they were captured. They don't have their armor or weapons or anything on them. They have they, nothing on they, them. Well, they're wearing the pieces of cloth. They said were cloth. Right, and they don't have... They don't have anything on them that you recognize or would know. That I would Other know. than their own bodies. Other than their own bodies. Okay. Uh, I was going to cast Detect Object, but... Yeah. 
Yeah, I wouldn't be able to use like Cassian's hair as an object. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yarfix faith. Yeah, it's the ink in his tattoo. Uh, okay. Could that work? That would work. It's an object. It's it's was put onto his skin. It's not something nothing naturally happening. Uh, Interesting. That's uh, very tenuous. Okay. Uh, well, we keep walking anyway. Wait, wait, does Yarfix still have his um, rings and his beard? Or was those taken out too? No, they took those out as well. So my hair is just a mess. Yeah. It's everywhere. Okay. Yep. So you're gonna, I'm going to look like Eowyn, basically, with my his hair His hair all... is a perfect circle around his head, because the beard comes yeah. out in a circle. <laughs> I look like a dandelion. Yeah. <laughs> what if you What if you just, like, search for a specific part of our body? Like, say, Arnie. Cassian's left hand. Oh, Yarfix's <laughs> <laughs> right hand. Yeah, that would have been, been funny. Uh, no... <laughs> Yeah, we, we keep walking. I wouldn't be able to use locate object. So, we were so you continue walking, and it's been—I mean, it's been some time. But as you walk and walk and walk, eventually you start to hear a noise, um, and it sounds sort of skittery, chittery, skittery do. <laughs> <laughs> we don't love you, Sam. You just hear calliopes. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, it sounds. I mean, it, these are sounds that are very similar to, uh, you know, your your favorite spider buddy. Have we been walking for longer than an hour? Uh, not longer than an hour. Okay, no. you're still we're invisible. still invisible. But you start to hear these like faint skittery chittery noises. That's not a good sound. That's not a good sound. Also, Ildov, it might be wiser for you. To communicate with me telepathically from now on. Oh, I thought I already was. Oh, wait, was she? Okay, she cool. Didn't say you were. Perfect. I, I would have reached, basically reached out at that point to say that sounds. Knowing that chittering happened last time, she would have reached out telepathically. Okay, okay. Cool, that cool. sounds bad, Ewan. And oh, I can respond telepathically. Wait, wait. How, does, how does her telepathic uh, voice go? Oh, doesn't she sound like yeah. a, like Midge yeah. <laughs> telepathically? This sounds pretty bad, there, little one. Uh, are you smoking in your tele in your telepathic consciousness? Don't judge. <laughs> we all have our own vices. I just keep mine in my mind. Okay. Yes, we should be careful. Be on the lookout for spiders, chittery, chattery spiders, or, uh, or some of those things that, that eat uh, equipment, like we saw down in the bloody moor. That's right. Does the chittering sound like uh, rust beast chittering? Roll nature. Nature roll. Ba ba ba. I'm not rolling great. A la 12. Mm. A la 12. Yes. A 14. Uh, it, it's not reminiscent of what you heard from the rust monsters. Mm -hmm. uh, we should be okay. They can't see us at this point. We should be able to sneak by somewhat. Um, yes, but what you, what you do notice is you start to think back to the noises from the spiders. And whatever this is, it sounds like more legs than that. I hear distinctly more than eight Chittering legs <laughs> concentrated in one place at one time. That's uh, disturbing uh, right there. Very disturbing. Well, no choice but to press on, I suppose. But now Just keep our guards very much up. I, I'll, I'll have you back on this one. I ready, um, I don't know. I don't know. A spell of some sort? No. Um... Nope. Well, just keep going. <laughs> I got my rod out and I'm doing my Eldritch Blast if I see anything. So as you continue on, uh, that skittery chittery gets louder um, and eventually you come to uh, part of the tunnel where there's an offshoot mm -hmm. uh, off to the, the left. Are you sure it's the left? I'm, sh I'm positive. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> I'm positive it's to the right. Okay. Uh, Wait, what? <laughs> hey. uh, no, it is It is actually to, to your left. Yeah. Uh, so there's an offshoot to the left sort of angling in on the part of the tunnel that you're in and then so you can either go that way or you can go continue down the direction you're traveling where that noise is coming from. With the noise is coming from ahead from of us, and there's an offshoot to the left. Correct. Maybe there's a way around. Maybe. Let's check out the left. I like that. Okay. So you head down the left-hand tunnel. and Even though it's not the right, I and mean, the right's been serving us pretty well. Yep. And uh, very quickly, it starts to, once again, like, curve. This is a very strange, like, it's not planned, uh, whatever this was. It's circuitous. It goes around a lot. Once you're sort of oriented in it, you get the feeling it's traveling back the direction that you were coming from. Ugh. Mm. All right, let's uh, go. Let's go back. Maybe this is this was the left thing originally. It might have been, yeah. Okay. Well, we. Yeah, we should might want to turn around, and come back. All right, let's go back. Okay. Cool, cool, cool. All right, we go. To, <laughs> we've got to find. Go to the chittering <laughs> yes, noises. So you go to the skittery chittery. The skittery chittery. Uh, which sounds like a. 
a brewery. Yeah. <laughs> like a craft brewery. Welcome to Skittery Chittery. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> With our double IPA, the uh, the Rust Monster yes. special. Mm-hmm. And you uh, you keep walking in that direction. And once again, it's just getting steadily louder and louder. Um, until eventually you uh, come to a, a part of the tunnel where the mouth sort of opens up a little bit. Um, and you can see that you are uh, on the the level with a uh, a large like sixty foot cavern that in the middle of it is this writhing mass of what look like humanoid sized grubs. Um, they are legs all up and down their sides, centipede style. They have these wicked looking mandibles. And they are just on this pile of bones and viscera. And on the other side of this cavern, there is sort of like a steep rise that looks like unclimbable by them. Um, and uh, another tunnel mouth. How many grubs? Roll investigation. 21. 12. 21 and a 12. Mm-hmm. Um, so there are quite a few. There are 21 um, and 12 grubs. There are. <laughs> no! Wait! <laughs> it's a palindrome. It is somewhat difficult to sort of suss them out because it's this like writhing miasma of mm-hmm. them. But you'd say all in all, it looks like there are about 12. And that's oh. what they look like. Oh. Ew! Oh. Ew! Oh, God. Ew! Ew! Let me see. Oh. Yeah, I'll show you. Dear right. God, it's like. It's like a Cthulhu-headed millipede. Ugh. Ugh. That is definitely, That's horrible. absolutely disgusting. Yeah. Um, 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 so those are what's standing between you and, and the, rise. the other side of that um, tunnel. Do we think that they're that way? Do we this think is telepathic? Yes, telepathic. Sorry. Uh, do we think that they're over there, uh, <laughs> far, far that way? I. Uh, they must be, right? Well, I mean, we... I mean, because if we want to take a chance, I can get us over there. But then I'm blown for spells for the rest of the day. I mean, other than like my normal ones, I can do all the time. It's just this one would take a lot out of us. You're blown for spells. You're doing. You're talking about a dimension door. I am, because I can get us over there no problem. Well, if, if we, we think they're to, that way, they've escaped and they're underground, so they're somewhere in this cave. Just gonna point out, uh, real quick. Um, Lindsay's recover spells on a short rest. Right. It's true. I can always get them back. So not necessarily for the day. Yeah. Just saying. And if we want to. We could get up there. I could do a Leoman's tiny hut, and we can rest and recover everything. Yes. And Cassian and Yafik both know what Leoman's tiny hut looks like from the outside. So, yeah. Well, we could find like a nice little spot and go rest. It perfectly. I mean, we've been walking forever. We probably should probably lay down soon for a little bit. At least take a short rest. I'm. I. My feet are killing me. My you know, dogs been... are also barking. Uh, <laughs> let's, uh, okay. Let's dimension door over to the top of that thing. Right, this is a vocal spell, so she's got to then say something to do it. But she does. Grabs Eowyn and poof, right to the top of that ledge. Okay. So, what is uh, it? The thing that was the Did you guys hear yes. that? Yeah, we did. We, all, we also heard you typing earlier, too. Did you step on a on a, a corgi? What was that? That was the cats okay. um, deciding to decided to go nuts on each other for a second. Like say hi, girls. Uh, it's... Uh, oh, knock, 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 knock. Weirdly, I have a spell called knock, and the <laughs> yeah, that one's not knock. That's knock. not knock, knock. That one's door That's door. Dimension door, dimension door. <laughs> door, 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 door. door. Yeah. So uh, Ildov uh, throws her arm around Eowyn's waist, mm-hmm. and uh, both of you invisible. Uh, she says knock, knock. Uh, goes visible immediately, but then that sort of purplish. Uh, arcane energy like arch forms uh, you both step right through it appearing at the top of the rise all of those those like uh, creepy millipede looking grubs um, <laughs> they all like at the moment that the noise is made because obviously it's spoken aloud they all their their heads all like uh, just twist over so they can they can look and it's just this like sea of gross looking mandibles all dripping with viscera Um, but then you disappear reappear on the other side of the top of the rise some of them have gone like crawling over to where you uh, the place you just vacated but they make no sort of indication that they know where you are now Mm -hmm. When we were there, did they look big enough to go down that tunnel? Yes. So they can fit in the tunnel? Yeah, they're humanoid size. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Okay, so we're at the top. Uh, I'm going to go back to telepathic at this point. What? I'm going back to telepathic. 
Sorry, yeah, you're right. We're, we made it up. We, we just made that whole thing up? No, 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 no. We made it up to the top of the Yes, rock. you're actually being eaten right now. No! This is a fever dream. This is all a Jacob's ladder. Yeah. Um, great. I say we... We're, you're out of spell slots. Your spells are quite critical. Uh, I have quite a few spell slots left, so I don't need to rest. But if you want to do a short rest up here and I can keep watch. That might be good. Very good. I don't even need to do Liaman's Tiny Hut. I can oh. just keep watch while okay. she's So Eowyn, you're going to keep watch. Let's find a Ildov is taking a short rest, yep. just sort of like sitting down, leaning up against the wall of the, of the tunnel. Thinking on what's, what's been going on the last couple of days. And we're going to switch back to Cassian and Yarfik. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cassian mm, is asleep. Yarfik, you are sitting, keeping watch. You you don't fully trust your surroundings quite yet, uh, but you know that you both need rest. Kind of picking up the. Yeah, you're just sort of like errantly touching your stump. You you go to like adjust your hair at some point with your right hand, and then like nothing, and it's it's very, it's very awkward. There's going to be a very big learning curve to figure out how your life proceeds from here. Um, but while you're sort of lost in this thought from far away down the tunnel, you hear knock, knock. <laughs> that's such a perfect spell to say out loud when we were finally meeting up again. And that's where we'll end this episode. <laughs> Yay! Yay! <laughs> Thank you for listening. You can follow us on all the things at IWVTCast. You can email us at improvisedweaponsvt at gmail.com. And you can check out the other great podcasts from Puma Knife at teampumanife.com. Things got dark, but with the party almost back together, it looks like they're on an upswing. Why not celebrate by giving us a five-star review and writing some kind words to go along with it? We've been told that's the height of celebration by none other than the ghost of the artist formerly known as Prince, and that dude knew how to party. If you're interested in supporting the show, head over to patreon.com slash IWVTCast and throw some dough our way. Even a buck a month goes a long way to helping us make a better show for you. If your fingers are feeling feisty and you're desperate to dexterously dance those digits, go to IWVT.fandom.com. Wikia has since switched over, still the same great site, just a new different name, and flesh out our wiki. Our good friend Council of Geeks has been burning the midnight oil, adding tons of info, but they can't do it all by themselves. While you're cracking Carpal's caterwaul on your keyboard, you should also go to dumpstattees.com and get yourself a sweet RPG-themed torso tapestry using the code IWPOD at checkout to get 10% off. If you're looking for a very low-impact way to support the show, just, like, talk to your friends about it or whatever. Find new ears for us to invade. The Improvised Weapons theme and outro were written and recorded by Adam Rabin. You can hear Adam's latest album, The Badger Flies at Dawn, on Apple Music, Amazon Music, and Spotify, and you can hear the rest of his catalog at imadeitup.com. Many of our sound effects are from battlebards.com. To use them in your game, Follow the link in the episode description to sign up for BattleBards Prime, or use the code IWVTCAST at checkout. Tune in next time as the party finally reunites and figures out their next steps. We'll see you on the next episode of Improvised Weapons. This has been a Puma Knife production.